Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ryan Shazier, and you tune in the Second Wind Podcast. So it's, I'm not going to lie, it, it, it is hard because it's been, this year will be six years, mm-hmm. you know, in December. I hate when people say, man, I understand what you're going through, that I can relate with you. And it's like, nobody actually understands what you're going through. Have you ever, you know, played a game in front of 10 million people? And you felt like you was the best in the world at what you did, and you was going to make the oh, most yeah. money you was going to ever make in your life. And then all of that stopped abruptly. Obviously, people know the rich tradition of, you know, being a Pittsburgh Steeler. And, you know, the Roonies have a rich tradition, just great people. And obviously, Mike Tomlin there. How impactful and important was it for you to go to that organization and the impact they had on you? It was a blessing. You talked about how, like, Tomlin came in when, you know, everything happened with your injury and, like, all your teammates were busy. You would have team meetings and, like, in the hospital. We really built friendships and we built, like, a... a a chemistry and it's just like guys just really want to support each other and we all just wanted to win as i was going through the toughest time of my life that those people were there for me before this episode starts i just want to give a huge shout out to all of our fans and supporters who support the podcast we really appreciate all the support um with that being said can you please do us a favor and hit that subscribe button obviously as the channel gets bigger bigger guests um and more content better content so we can show you guys hope you enjoy the episode tune in also we just dropped some second wind merch. We got the fire trucker hats. We got the all black. Yep. We got the all white and we got the black and white. So, you know what I'm saying? You can put it on backwards. You can put it on sideways. You can put it on front. It's fire with everything. Check the link in the description. Want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, HelloFresh. HelloFresh is the number one meal kit in America. And one thing that I hate about cooking is taking an hour and a half to make the food and then eating it in 15 minutes. HelloFresh delivers fresh groceries right to your front door and they make it easy to make. 15 minutes to make, 15 minutes to eat. So it's an even trade-off. Which brings me to the next thing that I love about HelloFresh is... You don't have to go to the grocery store and look for your food for an hour and a half. You don't have to stand in line. You don't have to take 30 minutes to go back home. By the end of the day, it's a two-hour process. HelloFresh comes right to your front door, and it tastes great. If you want to try HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash SecondWin50 and get 50% off along with free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash SecondWin50 and get 50% off, 50% off along with free shipping. Enjoy the show. Hey, man. You see what's going on. Got the Hello Fresh enchiladas going. Me and Jarvis did some sweet talking. Got y'all Hello Fresh for 50% off. Ain't nothing 50% off no more. So go cop up on some Hello Fresh. Use code SECONDWIN50. Second Win family, what up? You are now tuned in to another episode of the Second Win Podcast. I'm James, a.k.a. Geo, here again with my brother, my ace, my slime, Jay Millie. Back again. Uh, we done pulled up to Pittsburgh, man, to interview someone that I'm a huge fan of, someone who really embodies everything that Second Wind is, you know, hard work, resiliency, and just an all-around, like, amazing person. Pittsburgh Steelers legend. Legend. Pro bowler. Yes, sir. Mr. Ryan Shazier is on the show today, Appreciate brother. you hopping Appreciate on, brother. You, What's up, y'all boys? What's up? Appreciate y'all having me. Of course, man. Yeah. Had to get you on here, man. I met you about two years ago when I was playing, and before this podcast even was a thing, I was like, yo, I got to get him on the podcast. When we started, yeah, I was like, he's like been... the, he's like one of the first guys like you were in mind of having. So, you know, this is a blessing just to have you on here, man. No, I'm, I'm, really, uh, I'm really happy to be on here. You know, it's, it's really exciting to always talk about your story, always talk about what you've been through and just always trying to inspire and motivate other people. So I'm glad to hear 
Y'all got a podcast that just talk about comeback stories. Oh, no doubt, show, bro. man. Yeah, I mean, names, you, like, y'all got the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah, connection, man. but I, like, I'm a huge fan of you because, like, I watched you growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I vividly remember a game where you were snapping, going crazy. Like, you had 15 tackles, like, tackle for loss, like, forced fumble. Like, I forget. I think it was week, maybe San Fran. It was a San Fran yeah. game. You was going federal. And then whenever I played Madden, like, I used, to, I used to have him, yeah. used to have him Roman. Bro, yeah. you were the fastest <laughs> linebacker. You used to make me so much money. So yeah. I want to give you your flowers for that. The GOAT for real, bro. The GOAT for real. But um, you know, just getting into it, like obviously everybody knows your second win story, right? And we're gonna get into that a little bit later. But something that that really amazes me about you is you know, your reputation and how you carry yourself. You know, you're very well-spoken. You're super intelligent. You know, I work in sports, and I've never heard anything negative about you. So, like, what shaped, like, how you are as a man? So, I'm going to be honest with you. <clears throat> I'm sorry about that. Uh, my parents are huge, huge role models and support system to me, you know. So, uh, like, one of my favorite athletes of all time is Muhammad Ali. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's been through a lot of stuff, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But... But just my father, one thing growing up, he was a chaplain for the Dolphins. He, my father's a pastor. My mom's a homemaker, but she's a very positive person. And what they what they instilled in me is that just understanding that life is like a trash bag. And most people are like, what, like how does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But what I mean by that is the more garbage you put in your trash bag, the less people want to deal with you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And my dad taught me that. That's so, a bar. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's a bar. That's a, that's a, that's I'm going to use that on like on the I'm Instagram t- caption. You got to take that now, huh? Yeah, nah, yeah you good. You good. <laughs> yeah. But my dad taught me that. And I remember when I was going to high school. So uh, my parents, they didn't want me to go to this high school because like where we lived at, we just moved. It was a high school there. And it was a, it was a good high school. Uh, Patrick Peterson went there. It was a, Tyrone Carter went there. It was, athletes went there. Uh, Tyrone Moss, he ended up going to Miami. It's, it's a lot of athletes went there. Rashad Robinson, uh, and it was it was a good school. Like they known for like bringing out good players, but it was also like a hood school. It was real, like it was a, a tough school. Yeah. So I remember I'm, I'm coming out of middle school. I always told my parents, I was like, Hey, I want to go to Ely. I want to go to Ely. I, I want to like we live there. I want to go there. My parents were like, All right. You know, and day you are a kid, but if that's where you want to go, we're gonna let you make that decision. Like we don't, it's it's right there. Mm-hmm. You know, so so I ended up going to that school, and I would get in. And, but before I went to the school, my dad had a conversation with me, and uh, we drove around in the car, drove up to the school, drove around, and he's he, like he told me that same thing. He was like Ryan, um, when it comes to sports. Uh, there's always going to be you versus another man. Like, in every situation, you know, if it's women, it's you versus another woman. But you have to always understand that uh, in both of those situations, if both of y'all are the exact same player, they're going to look in your trash bag. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to decide on if they're going to pick you or they're going to let you go. Or, like, they're going to go in a different direction. Because, like, some people might have a lot of trash, but if you're an impact player, they're right. going to deal with it. Right. And Coach Tomlin used to say this all the time, I'm going to deal with you until I don't need you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Man, he says that. Yes, yes, and yes. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to say another thing he used to say, and we're going to talk about it later, but, yeah, that's one of the things he used yeah. to say. Yeah, and, and he don't say it in, like, a bad way, but mm-hmm. he was just basically like, if you're going to be out here doing that BS – just make sure your production match that BS. Matches it, you for know sure. what I'm saying? So uh, my dad used to always tell me, but if you don't have all that BS with you, 
it's so much easier for people to deal with you. Mm-hmm. And then another thing he had a conversation with me was, he was like, hey, when you go to school and when you play sports, it's three things that people are going to talk about. When they, they're they going to talk about having money, most people don't have money like they say they got it. They're mm-hmm. going to talk about having girls. Most dudes don't have girls like they say they, they do. And most people are going to try to influence you with something with like drugs or this or that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, everybody trying to seem cool than they actually are. He was like, right, if you don't fall into those, into those, uh, into those things and just be the person you are. Like, you don't have to brag about who you slept with. You don't have to brag about how much money you got. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like, you know, you work for all that stuff. Like, if you want a girl, you have to work for her. If you mm-hmm. want money, you have to work for it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like all that other stuff is just stuff that kind of take you away from who you really, really are. And he told me all this going into high school. Yeah, so you, you learned know, so, really young. Yeah, so basically when I got to high school, he was just like, you start seeing all that stuff play out. Like, dudes be like, oh, man, I got all this money. And yeah, it's yeah. like, in high school, dudes with $1,000, that's a hella bread. Right, right. You, you know, like, I'm show. up, right? Yeah, you up. feel like you you the mayor. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, that's hella bread. But the thing is, like, the way they get in that bread, you'll come back later. After I leave high school, you see that same dude getting arrested, right. doing something dumb. You 100%. know what I'm saying? So like my dad and my mom just did a really good job of like really honing me in on like, hey, don't put nothing in front of your reputation. You like because mm-hmm. it's like it's so many. You might be hanging out with all these dudes, but you have way more to lose than them. And so it's just sometimes I just. I just really, you know, it sucks because you want to do this, this, and that, but right. just, you have to understand, like, I got to lock in. You know, like, that's kind of my mindset. Yeah. You've always been conscious about that yeah. since you've been young. Yes. Damn. I do, I do, I, you know, sometimes I make mistakes and you yeah, do things yeah, that's right. fun, but it's just like, I always knew, I was like, hey, like, whatever I do, I got to make sure, like, I got to lock in. I can't let this, like, take away from where my, my name is, like, what I built for my family. Mm-hmm. That structure is important because it made, it made you mature. At an earlier age, you realize I got more to lose. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a lot of people that have that, you know, blessing mm-hmm. to have that good structured, you mm-hmm. know, and a dad to be like, Ryan this, Ryan that, or your mom be like, Ryan this, Ryan that. So you matured and you realized you had a lot to lose and what, you, what your goals were, so that's important. Yeah, no, it's very important. You know, like, I understood and my goal was to go to the league. And to me, I thought going to the league was like, hey, man, you got to be on the clean and narrow. You can't be getting in trouble. You got to, like, like, I don't want, like, if the reason I don't make it to the league, I want it to be strictly because I'm not good enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want, oh, Ryan got this going on. Ryan got that going on, man. Like, he a red flag. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I spent a lot of time with guys, and I just seen how they let that stuff uh, just take away their opportunity. <laughs> It's just like some of the best guys I've ever seen play football and not playing football. Yeah, we, we were just talking about that too. Insane, yeah. You know, so many guys, there's so many people on the street right now, regular street clothes that should be in the league. Yeah. And it's just, they let that, they, they let that opportunity get away from them, you mm-hmm. know, and I just wanted to make sure I didn't, I didn't do that for myself. And I thought it's really important, just even the reputation. Like, my, 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 my parents also taught, Ohio State taught me this as well, but my parents also taught me, you know, just building a network of people that you can depend on, a network of people, and just constantly networking. Mm-hmm. You know, Coach Tomlin, one day we had a team meeting. This was right before we were about to play the Ravens, and he he told us he had a meeting, and he basically was uh, in the elevator, and 
like on the way to our team meeting. He was in the elevator, and a, a guy was like, "Hey, are you Coach Tomlin?" And he was like, "Yeah." You know, he's like, "Man, would you mind if I take a picture?" And Coach was like, "Yeah, no problem." Like, you know, it was just a selfie. Right, nothing right. Big, nothing big. And he was like, "Man, you don't understand how much this this selfie changed my life." He was like, "Like, I really had a, a really tough day. I was like th- really contemplating on like suicide. This Damn. is a really bad day for me." Jeez. He was like, "Just meeting you in this elevator really like brightened my day." And in the meeting before we played the Ravens, he like he talked about this, and he was just like, "Y'all just don't understand the impact that y'all have on people, and how you can change somebody's life." Mm-hmm. And like that was my rookie year, and mm-hmm. like from that moment on, whenever I get an opportunity, I always try to like go on my way to you know make somebody day better. Yeah, you know. So, and I think you know that's why after I got hurt, it was so much easier for people to be like, hey, man, I, I want to support that guy. Yeah. I, I, I respect that guy because to me, I, I you know, I was going on my way to, to to make people happy. And, you know, I think people were trying to do the same thing for me. Yes, sir. That's dope. That's sure. really dope. So you go to Ohio State, kill it, man. You have a great career there. End up getting drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, 15th overall. Um, and obviously people know the rich tradition of, you know, being a Pittsburgh Steeler. And, you know, the Roonies have a rich tradition, just great people, and obviously Mike Tomlin there. How impactful and important was it for you to go to that organization and the impact they had on you? So it was – to me, I thought it was really important. Um, and it was a blessing because, like, to be able to get drafted by the Steelers is – like, a lot of people don't like understand this, but from the 70s to now, when people think of the Steelers or when people think of – when people think of sports teams in general with, with – with any success, there's there's like four or five teams in every sport that you think of like, oh, this is a winning franchise. Yeah, immediately. Gotta immediately. Yes. And Steelers is one of them. Yes, sir. You know, so to be able to get drafted somewhere and it's like, all right, you know these are winners and you have a coach who's known for winning and you have the opportunity to like every single time you out there, hey, it, it's more likely going to be a dub. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like mm-hmm. to me, that, like, that mindset – like I, I, t- I remember I, I had an argument with one of my friends before, and I'm like, "There's no knock on the Browns. There's no knock on anybody." But he was like, "Would you rather go to the Browns for 100 million, or would you rather stay for the to the Steelers for like 70 or 80 million, right?" And I said, "I'd rather stay at the Steelers for 70 or 80 million." He's like, "Bro, you gonna leave 30 million on the table? 80 million? I mean, 20 million on the table?" I was like, "For me, it's about winning, bro. I can't yeah. imagine going to a job every single day." Knowing you about and knowing you're gonna take a loss. Yeah, facts. it's like me. I'm a competitor. It's like I'm trying to win. I'm trying to get championships. And it's <laughs> right, like, right, right, right. <laughs> Especially that bro, Steelers defense. They have such a long history of like having great defense. Yeah. So it's like for you, it's like I'm no better place. Right. So it's like at the end of the day, like obviously you want the most bread you can get, but it's like at what cost? You mm-hmm. know, because if you you can have all the bread in the world, but if y'all ain't winning, you miserable. Oh, you know, it's super. like, and that's not, and, and I want to go to the Hall of Fame. It's not a lot of Hall of Famers that's losers. Mm. That's a bar, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, that's like, true. No, that's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know no. Like, yeah, yeah, no. I can't really name any. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a few guys that made it to the Hall of Fame that didn't win no championships, like Dan Marino, you know, like like Larry Fitzgerald going to mm-hmm. go. You yeah, know, it's, it's, guys, sense, it's yeah. guys that's going to go, and it's guys that's dogs, you know what I'm saying? But, like, a lot of guys played a lot longer because they was waiting for that championship, mm-hmm. you know, and it sure. never and it never came, you know. So, um, to me, I think it was very important because one thing that the Steelers say is the standard is the standard, and most people probably understand like what does that mean? It's like, yo, the standard here is winning. The standard here is championships. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like, more, nothing less. Yes. Like if we're not if you're not winning championships or you're not winning, people in the city like they get depressed. 
but you also feel tension within the in the in the organization, you know. But so I thought that really helped me out because when I wanted to go back and watch film, it's like, all right, man, help me find film of Jack Lambert or Jack Ham or mm-hmm. like Joey Porter or let me see like what they used to do to be a great linebacker. They I didn't have to go look up through the NFL archives. I can right. really just ask them like, hey, yeah. can you help me find this. And I feel like that really helped me understand like the player I wanted to be. And then everybody kind of on the same wave, wavelength. When you're, when your coaches are trying to win just as hard as you trying to win, and everybody there is holding each other accountable. When I got drafted here, it, it made it very easy for me because I remember when I got drafted my rookie year, and this was I I needed this. I'm my rookie year. I, I got hurt a bit. And I wasn't playing the best, but I feel like I was playing pretty good. And Troy came to me. He was like, Ryan, stop putting so much stress on yourself. Because, like, Troy, me, my locker my locker was, like, here and Troy locker was here. You know, like, how it's like a big square. Yeah, the big square, yeah. There. So, like, basically he was on one end of the square and, like, I was the next locker to him. Yeah. So he basically was like, Ryan, stop putting so much pressure on yourself. And I was like, man, I'm, you know, I just want to have a great season. I, I want to be a rookie of the year candidate. And I I, I, heard, I got hurt so many games it was I couldn't be a rookie of the year candidate. But he was like, Ryan, think about this. He's like, I'm a great player. Everybody know what type of player I was and know what type of player I am. He said, my rookie year was so bad that I could have possibly won Offensive Player of the Year how many touchdowns I gave up. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. He said that? He said that to me. Wow. So then when he said that, I was like, dang, like, even Troy even Troy wasn't perfect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think, like, having mentors like that in the facility and having great players like that, it give you just the understanding, like, all right, like, like everything's not gonna be perfect. You have to like just calm down, and I think just being drafted here and having those people walk into the facility all the time, I think it made it a lot easier. I think in um, the conversation we were having before, you were talking about like a winning team and having a culture. Mm-hmm. Like when I was there, just like you know the stuff I learned from just the culture, just being there, um, and the type of people they draft, they bring in, and like you know the personnel they have is like, bro, the culture is all one sink mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying everyone's trying to win but i also notice like how they treat people you know what i'm saying just like the whole organization like one of the biggest things i took away from mike tomlin he always used to say accept adjust and move forward mm-hmm. always and that's like one of the things i always take away from being there just like i learned so many life lessons so it's just like you telling me these stories i'm just like it makes so much sense because that's the steal away having good teammates having good role models like that's what they do yeah. or even like you know mr rooney i'm an undrafted free agent and you know he walks past me and says my name i'm like oh you know what I'm saying? I would never expect him to know me. Yeah. Just like the Steeler way is just, you know, amazing. Yeah, is it because they to to them it's a lifestyle. To some other people it's a hobby. Mm. And, you know, they their lifestyle and their family is understanding like we have to win. We're trying to win championships. But then also is the Rooneys are in there every single day. Now, obviously they own other businesses, they have other things that's that's cooking as well, but they're in there every single day and they they want their franchise to win. They know exactly what's going on with their business. You know, <clears throat> some other people, they might, you know, buy a business and be like, hey, I'm just gonna hand this off to Jarvis and hey, Jarvis, you run you run it. You Jarvis, you don't do a good enough job, we're gonna get somebody else to run it. Right. Like it's really hard to build a chemistry like that if you're not really in the mix. You're not even in the trenches. They show you because they, they were at practice all the time. Like you yeah. were saying, yeah, they show their face. They, 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 they're there every day. Yeah, you know, every like, day. I, I can pull up to the facility today. They're going to be there. Like the owners. You, yeah. yeah. 
That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, like at training camp, they're there. Like, How do you feel watching, knowing, talking to players? Like, like they know. Like, see, that's dope. Like in draft meetings, they're not drafting somebody based off of like what ESPN and Fox and mm-hmm. all these people are saying. Like they're in meetings. They're actually like scouting. Like they like, they actually know the ins and outs of the business. Like Mr. Rooney, when he before he became the owner, you know, and his father passed, he went through the ranks of understanding like what a coach job is, what yep. a scout job mm-hmm. is, what a like Man, what an executive job is. So it's like now when it comes to talking to the player, it's like, all right, as a like they're not talking to you about X and X's and O's, mm-hmm. but if they need to talk to you about it or they need to understand something about it or they need to hey why is why is Ryan not playing well right now? And they can look at the film and actually know why instead of like listening to what somebody else got to say. That makes a huge impact on winning and losing. Yeah, you know, like because they know what a winner looks like. Mm-hmm. Somebody can have all the X's and O's and be the greatest player of all time. You know, and I'm not about to name any players because I'm not I'm not about yeah. name shaming. But they can be the greatest player of all time. But and they, it's a difference between you know Patrick Mahomes, who's a winner. And another guy who might be just as good as Patrick Mahomes, but it just they can't figure out a way to get the, the, the right. dub. Yeah, right. You know, and from going to practice every day and actually scouting those guys and being in those meetings, that's how you see that. That's that, how yeah, you learn. That tells that. you the difference. You know, that tells you the difference. And a lot of a lot of people they kind of lean on other people, and you know they put their input based off of like what they hear and who they think is the best off of other insight. Right. The no, details. For sure. That accept to just move forward. You told me you came up with that. So we're going to have, have, no, have, <laughs> you know have to have a conversation. We're going to have to have a conversation off no, the camera. Fine, I, mean, I did that's steal fine. it, but I, I give credit and credit. No, due. you didn't tell me. Like, Tomlin brought that to I your attention. I cited my sources, hey, brother. No, no. So, so somebody told me, uh, you, you, somebody, you say something once, uh, you got to quote them. You say something twice, you say somebody great told you that. You say it three times, it's not yours. It's yours. <laughs> this must be my third. That's you've been saying that BS to me. We're going to have to talk about that after this. Shoot. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you get to Pittsburgh, you are a dog. Like, you are a monster. And then December 4th, mm. you know, 2017 happens where, you know, the spinal contusion changed your life forever, right? Um, and you talked about that so many times. Mm. Like, we're not going to harp on that it's more so i want to talk about your second wind after you know that and you know i watched the the uh, podcast you were on uh, big ben show right mm-hmm. and you spoke about how it was hard to kind of find purpose then do you feel like you know day to day it's easier to find purpose now so i think it's always hard you know to find purpose after you do something for such a long time yeah and you felt like that thing that you did for a long time was like, hey, this is my job. This is what I'm going to do. So finding purpose to me now is being able to make an impact on other people's lives. So even the businesses that I, I'm a part of, I try to make an impact on other people's lives. Like, So I'm part of a marijuana company. Like, But to me, I thought it was really important because when I was going through my injury, that was something that helped me deal with pain. That was something that helped me deal with my mental state. Mm-hmm. That, that, like that helped people change people's lives. And I'm not, you know, and it's all medical, you know. Yeah. Like when it comes to my podcast, we talk about comeback stories and how people overcame, so it inspires other people and helped them change their lives. You mm-hmm. know, when it comes to like even my logistics company, I own a black-owned business, and it's when it comes to trying to employ more in the. Uh, minorities in the Pittsburgh community or just more minorities in the community in general is like about changing people's lives. Oh, that's respect. You know, so to me, I think it's more about, it's, 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 so 
it's two things. It's really hard to say, hey, I love anything like I used to love football. Right. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. the only thing that's probably as close as love to football is my family and God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to what my purpose is now, I really feel like it's really making an impact in other people's lives and inspiring them to do better and just showing them that you you have to adjust. And you have to once you adjust, you have to put your pedal to the metal and keep going. You yeah. know, you, you can't settle. And that's one thing I think about in life that, you know, with me playing ball, with me understanding how to overcome all this stuff before I got hurt, and then after I got hurt, it really just showed me, like, hey, you can do this. So why not show everybody the, the recipe and the blueprint of doing it themselves? And uh, so it's – I'm not going to lie. It, it, it is hard because it's been – this year will be six years, mm-hmm. you know, in December. Yeah. But – and today it's, it's it's still tough because if I never got hurt, I'll still be in the league. For sure, thousand percent going you know, dumb. You know, what I'm <laughs> so like so it's, it, it it is tough, you know, because and they nobody wished their whole life since they was five years old to make it to the NFL and then you can't play no more. Yeah, you know, so it's it's and that's for guys that you know who goal was to go to the Hall of Fame and those for guys who didn't get drafted. Like, everybody, everybody's goal was to play as long as they can. Mm-hmm. You know, and then now to to adjust, it's the same for you guys. Like, is, was it your goal to, you know, not play ball anymore? No, nah, you have to figure out what you want to do and, and you have to find purpose in it. And right. then if, if you can't find purpose in that, you got to keep searching for it. But uh, I feel – it's just something that you have to just keep reaching for, and then as you, as you keep uh, searching within yourself, uh, then it, it becomes a it becomes a lot easier. Yeah, for you, how quick was it for you to find your purpose? You no, nah, it was it was super hard. It was because I'm I just know like you know I I went through identity crisis. We've been playing. You know, you probably went through it too. You play sports your whole life, and then for you, it was just, it was abruptly. So, like, me, like, you know, I made the decision. Like, for you, it's like, you know, you still wanted to keep playing ball. So, like, I already know the identity and, like, you know, flipping that switch to find your next purpose. Yeah, and I I tell people this all the time. A lot of people, they they talk to me about, hey, I know that you, you, uh, you know, I feel the same way as you. I, like, I got hurt in this situation yeah. or yeah, or this yeah. happened to me. And, and I tell them, I was like, most people don't understand what I went through. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's <laughs> like, because if, if, if you want to just do like a quick summary of everything of what, what happened in my life, like a lot of people try to say, hey, I understand what you've been through. I understand what it's like, what you've gone through. And I was like, and I, I tell people like, I try to feel for you. I, I try to feel. I understand that you're hurt. I understand that you've been through something and your life changed. I understand that the way that you wanted your life to go, it changed. But I don't think anybody's life is similar. Like you, you, you don't understand what nobody goes through. Facts. And because, and the reason that, the reason I say that is because in my situation, somebody can have the same exact spinal cord injury as me and may, may never walk again. But somebody mm-hmm. might be in the same same injury as me and may play again. But what what I try to break down to people is like, and I don't I don't be a, a butthole about it. But if like somebody's like, hey, you know, I know what you I know what you're going through. And then if like if I'm like if they just harping on me, and I was mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna break it down for you. I'm like yeah. no, no like, one else, nobody no one knows. Could what understand that? Like. <laughs> yeah, like, no, no one else could. And even like, let's say in an alternate universe where somewhere else, someone else had the same exact injury, was in the same exact position, there's still like it's still different. other factors, yeah, other that, factors you know yeah. that that play into it. So it's yeah. really like no one can really 
relate to you. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. someone could probably, like, oh, I got hurt or oh, I did this. But as far as, like, relating or knowing how you yeah. felt completely, like, no yeah. one could really yeah, feel Yeah, nobody that. could feel it. Because it was even points in my life where I thought I might not ever have, be able to have kids again. And yeah. it was just, mm -hmm. like, just, like, just thinking about just so much different stuff that mm -hmm. most people don't even think about. You yeah. know, and so like I hate when people say, "Man, I understand what you're going through. That like, I can relate with you." And it's like, no, like nobody can, like nobody actually understands what you're going through because right. there's so many other factors that people don't even know about. Right. You know, so uh, it 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 was it it was tough. It was it was difficult. But to me, I I think it's you know you you have to find a way to just keep pushing forward because. You know, if you just think about all the negative that comes with it, you're not going to think of the positive that comes with it as well. For sure. You know, blessing come in so many different forms. Gifts come in so many different forms. And I wouldn't be able to tell y'all story, my story right now if if I didn't have, if I never got injured. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what my second win would be. I'll still be, I probably wouldn't have one. You know, right. I might, I'll have a second win. I probably would have, something probably would have happened. But it just, not to the, uh, not to the, uh, like the extent, the extent yeah. of what I went through myself. Mm -hmm. You talked about like, um, like going to therapy, right? And you said it took you some time before you even went to therapy. How much has that helped you? I think it helped me out a lot because my therapist, she does a really good job of just. I actually talked to her today, um, of just kind of like. I tell her like, "Hey, this is my goals, and this is where I want to be," and she kind of like hold me like to it kind of thing yeah but, but it's kind of cool too it's like because i do just tell her like man like today was a really tough day like i, I like i don't know why like i was on the game all day like you know what i'm saying but it, and then she'll break it down i was like man you know the reason you might have been on the game is because you're probably trying to hide away from something or you're mm -hmm. trying to like be like try to you know just escape from some pain or or you were just you know or you were just hurt you yeah. know so like so to be able to talk to somebody that actually understands people's un like people's motives and why they do things i think it kind of helped out a lot but and i wasn't running from therapy when i was hurt it was more that i just leaned on people that i trusted more than yeah. me actually talking to a therapist but i probably should have talked to him from the from the get-go because it would have probably been a little bit easier for me to find my purpose if, mm -hmm. I, if i if i talked to him a little earlier i did sure. do the same thing and I advise, I'm, we've talked about before on here, but just to hear you say it and reassure it, you know, hopefully someone that's watching and listening can, you know, feel like they can go do the same thing because it helped me a lot after ball too, just to find my purpose and realize who I was as a person, not Jarvis, the football player. Yeah, because that's 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 the big thing that make it really difficult for a lot of people. From the age of, I don't know when you played ball, but from the age of 5, 7, 10, 15 years old, everybody defined us as like, oh, that's Ryan Shazier, like the football player. You're in, a, like, in the box. That's who yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, he's a, he's the, yeah, he's an All-American. He's a guy that's, you know, he's going to Ohio State, like, for ball. It's right. like, people don't be like, oh, you know, people that really know you, they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's Ryan. Like, you know, he's a good dude. Like, he's, but majority of people know you by, like, your Madden stats. Mm -hmm. Right. Like mo most people know, like when I played, when I was younger, we had NCAA. Like people yeah. knew you based off of NCAA and Madden and, and what they see off of TV. Right. Like, I like you can see somebody like for instance Cam Hayward. I'm gonna use him for example. When you see Cam Hayward on TV or James Harrison, people think like, man, like he's a bad dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I don't want to ever get, I don't ever, ever want to like mess with that dude. Like, yeah, for sure. But like when you meet them in person, like they're some of the best people. Cam you ever was meet. one of the nicest dudes ever. Yeah. Crazy, you, you know would never know. Super cool. And that's the same thing, kind of with me. It's like people are like, man, like, 
man, like, you were such a dog in, on the field, man. I just thought you would be a, a butthole. And it's like, why would I be a butthole? Like, <laughs> right. She's like, they define you by what they see. Yeah. yeah it's like, nah. just because I tackle people hard don't make me yeah. mean. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, some of the nicest looking people on the field might be more of buttholes than me. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, no, for real. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, honestly, it's just, I, I just thought, uh, I'm just, I just, Oh, man, I just had a brain for it. No, you're good. <laughs> so um, your injury was just very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, like I said, we are talking about before, being with the Steelers, like they had your back, took care of you. Um, not every organization is like that. But I heard you talk about, you know, when you were playing, like the player safety um, and the protocols now, how do you feel like the league is protecting its players in season or whether they're still playing post-career or during their career compared to, like, you know, when you were playing, because I remember you talked about before, you never thought about making a tackle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You never thought about making a tackle. And the one time you thought about making a tackle yeah, was, the, ta- hurt, yeah. was the time you got hurt. Because yeah. you wanted to put your head to the side yeah. because of the new protocols. So how do you think, like, you know, the league is taking care of its players in, in season and post-career? To me, I think the league is doing their best. You know, it's, it's a combination of things. And, and, and what, what, makes t- what makes life tough right now is because of social media and media. So, mm-hmm. so for instance, people talk about like c- concussions and all this type of stuff. Football is not even the number one sport in concussions. Yeah, you know what, 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 like, what is it? Is uh is is uh, soccer really? Like soccer and in uh, hockey are like higher than football. Yeah, hockey. They be, Damn. Yeah, you know, so like bo- obviously boxing is gonna be up there, yeah, but it's not like it's not as many people. Yeah, you know what no I'm saying? facts. So, but it's like when it comes to like the major sports, it's not even like the highest up there, but it's, it's such a violent sport that people think, like, oh, man, like, this dude just got knocked out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, with, in soccer, somebody would just hit their head and they just walk off with somebody. <laughs> right. and just like, but they just don't come back. You know right. what I'm saying? But it's like it doesn't look as violent, you know? Mm-hmm. So, to me, I think the NFL is doing what they, what they have to do and doing, like, what they need to do to try to protect the players. And I, I don't have any problem with them doing what they have to do to protect the players. I think it's just tough sometimes, like – with moms are like, oh, I don't want my son playing football because all these concussions. It's like your son gonna get a concussion playing in soccer, basketball. Right. It, 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 <laughs> it could be anything. It could be, be anything. It could yeah. be anything. So it's a combination of like the media that that guides what people think is important at that moment, which I think is tough. And if you're on the business, you have to do things to make sure that the product is good. Um, another thing, but I think it's really tough because when you have players playing at such a high pace and such a high speed for you to tell them how to tackle or how to make a adjustment on something, it's extremely hard. Yeah. Like I seen I was watching the Netflix series Quarterback mm-hmm. and one episode it was just talking about how often quarterbacks get hit. And I, I seen one time like Von Miller was tackling Kirk Cousins like as Kirk Cousins was throwing the ball. And he hit him, and he like literally made a whole tackle. And held him, but no, but like no, he made a tackle, but like let him go, but yeah. also stayed up on his feet. It was just like Von Miller is probably one of the most athletic dudes in the league, right? But most dudes can't do that. It's like if you're tackling somebody and you're running full speed at them, and you're telling me not to 
fall a certain way. And not, yeah, I think that's that's very difficult. Yeah, you're telling me, hey, if this guy, like for instance, I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything about you, Gio, but like you're shorter than me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, just you a could, little bit though, just you, a little bit shorter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, but like if you catch a ball. And even if you duck a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. your center of gravity is way lower than mine. It's going to be head to head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's like, if I try to get my head out of the way, like, it's hard. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and I think that's one thing that people fail to realize sometimes. It's like, oh, this man is just sniping. It's like, you don't really have control <laughs> if, like, where your head's going to end up. Yeah, right. It's like, I have control where mine is. So, like, so if, if somebody is, like, not looking and you just aim at the head, like, obviously – like that's more his fault, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, but like to me, I think they just have to understand that it's really hard for us to gauge where we're hitting people, and then that's why it's been more missed tackles and more mm -hmm. big plays. And at the day, more the bigger the plays, the more money the league's gonna make. So it's a combination of both things. So, but it, I think it just makes it really difficult on the defensive side of the ball when obviously everything is leaned towards the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I think. You know, Jarvis started the question off talking about the Steelers organization. And you talked about how, like, Tomlin came in when, you know, everything happened with your injury and, like, all your teammates were busy. You would have team meetings and, like, in the hospital. Like, that is so beautiful because, like, I don't know if every organization would do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's just the bond with those guys that they just got your back till the end. Yeah, so that's the one thing I do like about uh, my time in Pittsburgh and even at Ohio State and it's just we really built friendships and we built like a a, a chemistry and it's just like guys just really want to support each other and we all just wanted to win and it was it was as I was getting better, I would go to the facility. But when I have rehab, I'll tell Coach Tomlin and Kevin and Mr. Rooney, hey, I'm having a therapy today. If you guys have time, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, just I just want to let you know. And sometimes and they'll show up. And, and yeah, it was awesome. Man. And it would be cool just to see that as I was going through the toughest time of my life that those people were there for me. Yeah, they got your and, back. And they had my back. And, when you know, when we had the linebackers, like, after – like, it would be – when you're in the hospital so long, it can be very depressing. So, like, they'll come in there and we'll just have, like, a Friday night where we'll all just chop it up and, like, play cars and just, That's like, dope. and just have pizza and just, like, kind of just – I think it really just built our, our friendship with, with a lot of those guys. But then I think it also made it a little easier for them to just play together and just understand uh, responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Family bonds, man, for real, because – they're great people over there, and not a lot of people do that. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, and I, my, my, some of my friends that play on other teams, they tell me all the time, they're like, yeah, man, it's, uh, a lot of teams would not have done what the Steelers have done. And, and to me, I, I always say, because uh, people always tell me, like, Ryan, I don't know what I would have done if I was in your situation. And I was like, most people, when they're in that type of situation, they try to step up. Mm -hmm. Most people just don't think they will, but most right. people try to step up. And I, I'm just really happy to see that the Steelers did in that situation. Yeah, that's super dope. Um, since, you know, you see you're going on six years, the injury, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Since then, you've been involved in so many different, like, business ventures, like with the podcast, you started the gym, the marijuana, like, you got a trucking business, the logistics company. Like, you have your hand in so many different avenues. How do you juggle like all those different things that you do now. I'm not gonna lie, it is very difficult sometimes, especially because I travel and then my calendar can definitely be, can be busy. 
but it, it definitely just it's good to have a good team and mm-hmm. kind of everybody understand understanding everything that I do. So so the the first thing I ever started was my foundation, the Ryan Shazier Fund, and it helps individuals with spinal cord injuries. And you know, to this day, I'm, I'm so happy with what we're doing. We raised over uh, over two million dollars uh, when it comes to just giving back to individuals with spinal cord injuries, and we've given out grants for over four hundred thousand dollars. Oh, congratulations! Yeah. Damn, congratulations that is on that! Fire. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah so on like that. allowing people the opportunity. It's a golden window program to allow them opportunities to, you know, be able to walk again and just uh, the resources they need to get better. Um, so like. But I think the the biggest way to juggle it is honestly just communication and clarity. This is my my best friend talk about this all the time. Just having clarity in everything you do because if we just let everybody know, it's like, hey, Ryan's doing all this, so he can't give you all his time. He can't give you every single moment of his time. It uh it 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 makes it a lot easier for people to understand what I'm dealing with. For sure. This is my wife. Oh, come here, Michelle. Come here. You went to the gym already? Yeah. Damn. All right. Oh, no, How kidding. you doing? How you doing? You probably got to sit over there, though. I'm just going to stay for five minutes. No, we can right. I was the one in the group chat. Nice, oh, okay. nice, nice, nice to meet you as well. No, you're fine. So, nice to meet so, you. So uh, as, as we was talking about, like, how do I – how do I just keep my schedule in check and me dealing with all this stuff? My wife actually helps me try to keep my schedule in order. Like this morning, she kind of got mad at me because I told you guys I'll be here at 930 and I got here at 935. So. It's all good. No, it's all good. Uh, every great man has a great woman behind the scenes that's keeping to. everything together, making them look great, right? Yep, structure. <laughs> yeah, that good structure. Um, with all your different business ventures that you have going on, like did you kind of – take that like dog mentality that you have from football like you used to wake up at 4:45 and work out you know facility at six and then meetings ain't even start till nine o'clock like did you take that i'd rather say whoa than sick them thing with you i'm gonna be honest that's what tommy used to say yeah, too. yeah, yeah he's Stole that from yeah. but next time it's gonna be mine oh, yeah. wise, <laughs> man. wise man once told so, me that so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest the uh, that's one thing that i still have to apply even more you yeah. know because just still, like I was saying, trying to find my purpose, just trying to find where I'm trying to be at in life. I think it's really difficult, like, trying to see in which areas what you want to take from ball and what you don't. Yeah. You know, and, like, I know in, in business, sometimes you want to have uh, it to be like, you know, oh, everybody's cool and it's like a, a family, but then also in situations when you got to let somebody go, when you played ball, you weren't the people. You weren't the one letting people go. Right. You know, mm-hmm. No, damn, that, that's a different <laughs> that's, perspective. That's a great perspective. Yeah, so, so it's just like you have to figure out what you want to take and what you don't. So, like for instance, um, for me, it's tough because sometimes I do want to wake up at four and and I do want to do those same things. And I feel like I, that's my most productive when I'm waking up early. But then also, it, it's really tough because I do like stand stand up. You know. What yeah. I'm saying? So it's just it's yeah. a combination of. You know what I want to take and what I don't want to take, but uh, I notice when I do take that approach and when I am up earlier, when I am pinning in more work like I used to, uh, that the the production and everything I do definitely levels up a lot more. 
that competitive sure. mentality, you're always going to have that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you had mentioned before um, about getting into broadcasting, you know, have your own podcast and all that stuff. So obviously you keep up on sports and the Steelers team. So, you know, you get a, a young talent like George Pickens, who's amazing, and then obviously like a T.J. Watt. Like what do you think about, like, this new Steelers team and um, they're revamped and how they're looking this year? So I'm really excited about this season because the biggest thing I, I think about the Steelers is – that they're one of those teams that is kind of going to be like they're under the radar right now. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because every like I, I play a lot of video games, you know, to this day. Like I, even when I was younger, all the way to now, I play video games. That's kind of like my. We gotta hop on Rainbow Six, by the way. I'm, I gotta right. hop on with you. All right, cool, cool, cool. Little escape. Yeah, you only play Rainbow Six? No, nah, I play everything. Like I play everything. Like you play nerd, Madden? nerd. Yeah, yeah, I play everything. <laughs> I don't know if you can see me. In nerd, nerd, right? We'll there. talk about that off the camera. <laughs> yeah, we talk about that off the camera. Yeah, no, nah, nah, but I, yeah, I literally play everything. But that's like my escape. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like, like my my video game is basically like my like, like that's Your my world. escape. That's my world. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and. Uh, I forgot what you asked. No, we were just talking about the new Steelers team. Yeah, yeah, yeah so like, look. so and like for instance, like I, when I play the game, and one thing I like playing the game is like you have a community. Mm-hmm. So on on there, the community, and just when I hear people talk, when they talk about the team, they they always say, "Well, they don't have this, they don't have that, they don't have this." Yeah. And one thing I like is that with them being such a young team. A lot of people really don't know what they have unless right. you actually watch all their games last year. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, Kenny, to everybody else in the league, they didn't watch, you know, the 12 games that Kenny played. His growth. They didn't see his growth. Yeah, yeah. But they also didn't see when Kenny was at Pitt how he how he was from being at Pitt to he to being his last year he was a hospital trophy finalist. Right. No. He grew a lot. <laughs> yeah. nah, you know real, real rap. Yeah. yeah. You know, so like people don't see that. You know what I'm saying? But like everybody's like, oh, y'all got Joe Burrow, y'all got Patrick Mahomes, y'all got Joe Burrow, y'all got uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, y'all got Deshaun, all in y'all division. And I was like, I'm gonna be honest, I just don't see the Steelers being the worst team in the division. Right. I so think they got one of the best offenses on paper. Yeah. Bro. You know, yeah. so so it just a lot of people just don't see it right now. Everybody mm-hmm. talking about our defense and our defense is going to stand up because Coach Tom is known for defense. I think the team is going to have a good year. I think that they can win, you know, 10 or 11 games, yeah. you know, maybe 12. I think that they're going to mess around and catch a lot of people by surprise by the end of the season, you mm-hmm. know, because Najee, we, 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 we seen last year, once we start establishing a solid run game, Najee was hurt. Pretty much half the season last right. year, and he still had over a thousand yards. He's rushing. a workhorse. He's a yeah. workhorse, man. Yeah, and then Jalen Jalen Warren's a really good player. I think Kenny, uh, and I, every time I say this, people always say, "Oh, you comparing him to Patrick Mahomes?" I'm not comparing him to Patrick Mahomes. What I'm saying is, Kenny in his second year, I wouldn't be surprised if he have a huge jump like Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson yeah. or Joe Burrow, like some of these type of guys. And because I remember uh, Josh Allen, his first first two years, it was really rough. And then mm-hmm. now Josh Allen's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the world right now. Yeah. <laughs> one of the faces. He's one of the faces. Yeah. yeah. You know, everyone, after his first year, everyone was kind of like, oh, Josh Allen's this, Josh Allen's that. Like, like, people don't even give players time to develop. It's yeah. like, as soon as you step on the field, they expect you to just be like wasn't the best Josh, thing ever. Wasn't Josh Allen on Madden last year? He's, well, our, this year. He the new, he's the new, new cover yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, cover this <laughs> year. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so he's the new cover of Madden already. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So what I'm, what, like, what I'm saying is, I think Kenny. I'm not saying Kenny is going to be a world breaker. I hope he is, mm-hmm. but I think that this is a year that he can have a, a big season. And if Kenny have a big season and just lead the offense to the promised land, I'm not saying that he has to have the you know 
like I said earlier, he doesn't have to have the best numbers in the world. Right. You know, but if he constantly put his team in position to win games, that's all that matters. Yeah. And I think that I think Kenny's gonna do a good job of taking care of the ball and giving them a position to win. So I think they're gonna be a good team. For sure. You mentioned uh Najee, right? And how, you know, once they got the run game going, mm-hmm. it was a little bit more productive on the offensive side. What's your thoughts on like the current state of the running back? You know, because you were around when when Le'Veon was going through his whole thing. He's kind of like the poster child for all this. Like he's kind of the first person to to really like all this to happen to. Like people be like, oh, he's not that. Like whatever. You know, the situation with the running back. What's your what are your thoughts on that? To me, I think it's really difficult. Um, And the reason I say it's difficult is because the running back is from. The, the start of football to now has been a premier position. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, literally the best player at running back. Yeah. The best athlete on the field. Everybody you, wants to be the running back. Like, yeah, that, running was back. The, that was where you wanted to be. Now it's like. Yeah. But now, in the NFL, they, they've been noticing that you can get guys at different you, – you don't need to get a first-round running back. Mm-hmm. But but to me, that's very contradictive because it's two running backs that won the first round this year. Yeah. Who are dogs? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, so so to me, I just think it's very difficult to to gauge because was was making it tough for running backs is every team that won a Super Bowl. I think in the last five years, none of the running backs had over a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that you can get a Isaiah Pacheco in the later round, you can get some of these dogs in later rounds. I think it's really t- difficult for the running backs to to demand as much money. Mm-hmm. But I do feel that they should get paid because the Giants would not have the season that they had if it weren't for the running back. The Eagles last year would not have the season they had. I know Jalen Hurts had went crazy. Yeah. But people fell forget Miles Sanders was third in the league in rushing yes. last year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know Miles. He's and he, was, and he was on our show talking about yeah. that halfway through the season. Yeah. 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 He, he was third in the league in rushing. The, the Chiefs is a whole different story because they have. To me, the greatest quarterback in the in the game. Yeah, he's you know? an anomaly. Like, he's an anomaly. you're not gonna find yeah. another Pat Mahomes. That's what I was gonna say. Like, yeah. because the Niners just kind of. I mean, obviously Brock Purdy was a good player, but they had dogs all over. So like, yeah. the the formula could be get pick a George a, Kittle, get a Christian McCaffrey, get a get Debo, get a Brandon Ayuk, yeah. and just plug, plug yeah. the quarterback yeah. in. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like every quarterback that gets paid doesn't take their team to the to the Super Bowl, yeah, you know what I'm saying? The system. So it's like, the system. I, and it's, I, I feel like it's easier to find good players and positions than to find a Pat Mahomes, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Now, yeah, finding another Patrick Mahomes is, is going to be a while. You know, obviously the greatest quarterback of all time is, is Tom Brady. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. like, when it comes to after that, He's already made a very strong case. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> no, for real. You know, so, but uh, it's it's not, but for the running backs, I think it's really difficult because the Chiefs have shown you a formula like, hey, we don't need a running back. But mm-hmm. they also show you a formula on how to win with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You know, like, when you talk about the Bengals, Joe Mixon is a dog. 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 He, he, he just like, took a pay cut. He, he took a pay cut because yeah. he's trying to win. But he's still a dog. Mm-hmm. But J- Josh uh, Jacobs. Dog, mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, dog, Nick yeah. Chubb, dog. You For know what sure. I'm saying? Like so, the, all those teams I just named, they wouldn't be anywhere if it weren't for their running back. Mm-hmm. Like the only team maybe is the Bengals, and they people fail to realize Joe Joe Mixon is still a top ten running back every single year. Yeah, like they, absolutely. Like he gets the ball every single year and he's running it. You know, it's not like he's out here some bum. Right. No, you know, for so sure. I I just think it's it's, it's really difficult because. You know, teams are also understanding like, hey, we don't have to pay 
we don't have to pay somebody that's going to get the ball 40 times all this money when we can get somebody in the seventh round that's going to like, run their life away. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> because it's like they're trying, to, they're trying to make it in the NFL. Yeah, no, for know? sure. But And I think the, the running backs that are going to get it paid and it's, it's good for them, but it's going to be tough for, like, other guys are guys like Christian McCaffrey's, guys mm-hmm. that are like uh, Jameer Gibbs, yep. you know, if he becomes an a, a animal in the league. Yeah, guys you can motion like, him out. You can yeah, do a lot of – Guys like Kamara, mm-hmm. like guys that can take 60 catches a, a year – and turn that into 800 yards. So yeah, now right. you have 1,000 on the ground, 800 in the air. That's where they're trying to get the money to, the guys that are like are Debo Samuel type of guys where we don't have to give you the ball in the backfield only. Mm-hmm. And those two-way type of players. Yeah, those two-way type of players. Especially Harvin. <laughs> yeah. He's a, I think he's the, the first the, the first one, one, the, like, one of the yeah, first ones to ever do it. For sure. Um, it's just tough. As, you know, as a linebacker, you watch football differently than like the average person. And when you played, like, did the running back affect, like, you know, how you bit on play action or, like, how you read the play? Did that affect anything? Like, it if you, who it is. Right. Yeah, that's what how I'm much saying. Because people giving. are like, oh, you can replace the running back. But it's like, if you do a play action to Derrick Henry, it's much different than doing a play action to someone else. Yeah, do you no, feel for, like that? So, I'm, yeah, 100%. Like, for instance, who who is your team? My favorite team? Yeah. Well, I don't really got a favorite team because I work in sports, so I work yeah. with a bunch of different guys. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I'm a, I guess it I'm would a, have to I mean, be the Giants. Giants by, yeah, by default. By, by default, yeah. my best friend played for them. Right. Right. So, if your best friend is the running back, yeah. and last year they literally put the, the team <laughs> on that man back. <laughs> if you, if you, if I'm you, biting on that play for if you, if you If you acting like he about to get the ball, yeah. at, at linebacker, you like – Oh man, like Saquon about to get the ball. Yeah, like, you it matters. Know what I'm saying? Like it matters, right? You Facts. know, compared to hey, I'm, I'm not trying to sound like a bull, but like say if it's like uh, a guy that's more of a third round guy yeah. or something like that. You, like I'm, I'm gonna be honest like this: Austin Eckler's a dog, mm-hmm. straight dog. But say, uh, play action in the uh, Saquon or Derrick Henry or Nick Chubbs is different than Austin Eckler. Right. Yeah. Because Austin Eckler about to get out there and give you routes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, like, so is uh, Chris McCaffrey and so is Alvin Kamara. Chris McCaffrey kind of runs between the tackles a little bit more than the other two. Yeah. But it's just... It just depends who the running back is. Yeah. If it's Derrick Derrick Henry, he gets forty touches. <laughs> so you he's know more often than not, he's, he's when the, the quarterback go like this, he might yeah. he's getting the rock. Yeah. But, but good good ball players, good linebackers, good leaders, good coaches, they understand in the situation who's gonna get the ball and who's not. Mm-hmm. Majority of the time when you play action when they play action the ball, I know when the running back getting the ball and when he's not getting the ball. Yeah. If, it's, if it's second and ten and you play action it on your own twenty, I'm like, yo, bro, like yeah, I'm the, not biting on that. Yeah, I'm not biting on that. You know what I'm saying? But like, it, but if it's Derrick Henry and it's t- second and tw- second and ten on your own twenty, it's like, yo, <laughs> we trying to get out of this red zone situation. Let me give him the ball. Yeah, he, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just gotta you just gotta understand who you're playing against. So yeah. I think it's just it's it's just tough. Like yeah. for somebody like Alvin Kamara, it could be second and ten. He play action, swoop behind you, and it's a screen. Now he's gone. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just you just gotta just you gotta just kind of know who you're going against, and it just depends on who the running back and, yeah. and then who the quarterback. You play action with Patrick Mahomes, like yo, they about to sit back and throw it. Same, right. same thing with Joe Burrow. It's like yo, they trying to throw the ball. Joe Burrow throw it 50 times a game. Patrick Mahomes throw it 50 times a game. Yeah, it's right. Like, and they trying to throw it over your head. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. So through everything that you've been through um, and all the adversity that you faced. Um, you always had a strong support system and people to lean on. Um, you talked about when you were injured um, and they brought you into the tunnel, 
um, you called, the first people you called were your wife, Michelle, and your dad. Mm. And um, just how important is that to just have a very just strong structure and people to lean on through like those hard times and adversity um, while going through something so traumatic? I think it's very important, like very important. And I think a lot of people lose grasp of that. Like you have to have people that are like in, in our foundation, we call them caregivers. You have to have people that really care about you and, and really willing to do the extra mile for you in the time of need. When I was going through my injury, if Michelle wasn't there, my family wasn't there, I don't I don't know if I would have been where I'm at now. And and it might not be your family. It might be your best friend. It might be your cousin. It might be somebody else. But you gotta have somebody that holds you accountable and understands what you're trying to get in life. If if you tell them, man, I, man, I want to do this podcast, but every single day you're not doing nothing to get your podcast better, you're not holding yourself accountable. If you, but if y'all talk to each other like, hey, I'm trying to do this, and like I'm trying to get this guest, and I'm trying to do this, and it's like, hey, he gonna hold you accountable. Hey, did you hit up Ryan? Like. Yeah, I said that like five, six times. <laughs> you know what I'm like, like, yeah, bro, I did. I said, let me see your phone. I'm going to be hitting you up here. Talking about hit people. Like, yeah, you do sometimes. Yeah, thank you. Come there, on, see. Come mm-hmm. on. But you know what I'm saying? But you got to hold people accountable. Like, mm-hmm. when I was at the hospital, I was like, Michelle, I want to walk again. But then I'll be in the bed asleep. And she's like, yo, I thought you wanted to walk. Mm. Damn. You know, like, like my same, my, my best friend, he was my trainer at the time. He'll be to do the same thing. I'll be in the hospital playing my game. And it was like, yo, Ryan, it's time to go. I was like, man, I ain't feeling it today. It was like, no, it's time to go. Yeah, like you gotta go. You gotta you gotta do rehab, like like even today, like she. I told her I was gonna be here at nine fifteen. I got here at nine thirty. Like that's not acceptable, you know. Yeah. So you have to have people hold you accountable, because if you have somebody holding you accountable, it's a lot harder to say no to them than it is to say no to yourself. Yeah, you know. And and once you once you start saying no to them, like once you start doing for them and then doing for yourself, it, it becomes easier to become a habit of doing the right things and, and actually making the right decisions. But if sure. you but if you if you imagine you gotta go to the gym, you're like, hey man, I'm trying to lose weight and every single day you not going to the gym. Every single day you eating honey buns and Oreos. It's like, yo, like but but you don't have nobody telling you, hey, lock in. See, lock in. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not going, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get better. And I think it, it's there's a few there's a few people in the world that can just do that themselves. Mm-hmm. But most people, when you're in a time of crisis and you're in a time of a situation where you you you're trying to move forward, you gotta have somebody in your corner that's gonna kind of hold you accountable. Because you might you might go hard for five straight days, but on that sixth day you might slack off, and your family member knows on that sixth day if you slack off you're gonna fall off a cliff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? One thousand percent. You know you just gotta keep keep going. Yeah, they know you, your family members and the people in your circle know you better than anyone. So, yeah. like, they know gonna push what you. it takes to get you receptive to make you the best person that you could be. Yeah. Super important. Um, you know, every everything that you've gone through, like, and even catching your second win and being where you are now has been so inspiring. And, you know, one question that we always ask on this show is, like, if you had one word or one phrase to describe your life and everything you've been through, what would it be and why? Um, oh man, uh, I feel like the one word from my life is just uh, was I was about to say two words, but just I was just say adversity. Yeah. And the reason I'll say that is because from the age I was born, I've I've always been different. I've always had to go a different route. I always had to look at. I always looked different. I always, you know, had to fight extra battles, and. 
I think adversity, you know, is a is it's a great teacher for us, and it, it just teaches us how to just constantly move on, constantly how to adapt. You know what you said, uh, Coach Tomlin says, accept, adjust, and move forward. You just gotta accept, adjust, and move forward. And I think that's kind of how my life has been. It's like, all right, this happened to me. Like I, when I was five years old, I was I had alopecia. I've been bald since I was five years old. Mm-hmm. Like I had to accept with it, I had to adjust with it, and I had to move on. You know, I can't keep like, oh my gosh, I don't have hair. I can't, you know, like my life is yeah. over. No, it's like I have to keep on moving if I'm trying to reach these goals I'm trying to reach. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had a spinal cord injury. They told me I'll never walk. All right, I accept that, what y'all said. I'm adjusting and I'm going to keep on going. Right, you know sure. No, like, for sure. You know no, what I'm saying? Like, and it's just like, but I think just my life, when, when I look at it, I just look at the adversity that I had from the age I was five to where I'm at now. And I think every single moment in my life, I look back at it as history, like a history book. And I was like, all right, what did I do in this moment to help me overcome this? And I, and, and it's, and it's allowed me to, to be where I'm at now. Oh, that's mm. amazing. God damn. Yeah, write that down, man. I mean, we recording shit, it. Shit. <laughs> I'm definitely after this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be like, damn, that joint was real as hell, no, for man. Real. Um, and then uh, last but not least, we have another staple question that we just like to ask. Um, you know, for the people watching, um, trying to catch their second wind, or you know, maybe they want to be the next you, um, next great linebacker, um, or whatever. And just people hearing the impact from your story, what advice would you give to the people watching um, about catching their second wind? Uh, man, to me, I think the biggest thing is just like constantly pushing yourself, constantly just understanding like in every phase of your life, if it's your first win, second win, third win, you you have to just keep pushing yourself to be, to reach the goals and be where you want to go. I think a lot of people sometimes settle. It's like something good happen in your life and you settle. Mm. And I think just to be able to understand like, hey, like, I'm I'm not where I want to be at, and even if you are where you want to be, like that's not it. That, that's not the end. You have to keep going, you know. And and I I try to strive that and teach my kids that, but I also have to constantly teach tell myself that because you know something good might happen in your life. And you're like, oh man, yeah, things are going great. But you also got to remember, like, hey, to get where I want to get, this is this ain't this ain't it. I got to keep going, you know. And um, that's what that's something that I think I thrived at. Not think I know I thrived at when I was playing. And, you know, that's something that, you know, as you get hurt or something happens in your life, you have to always look back and see how, how things worked out in the past and, you know, and incorporate that again. Yes, sir. Damn. That's beautiful, man. It's amazing. Hey, Ryan, we want to tell you, bro, we really, can't really you appreciate enough, you. Like, we can't thank you enough. Like I said, you a legend. You someone that I For real. look up to, you know what I'm saying? So. We appreciate you getting Thank on the show, bro. On, like man. we we make the drive a hundred times out of a hundred to yep, come see you, come see you especially for sure, your answers. Bro. You know you gonna impact a lot Truly of people. Truly impactful, man. Just no, giving me chills. Your testimony, this table, man. Your man, testimony is amazing, real. brother. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all, man. I, I appreciate y'all coming from New York, Connecticut, Philly. You know what I'm saying? And and, and uh and I just uh I'm just really thankful to spend this time with y'all and. And I know y'all, a few of y'all went to Penn State, so uh, go Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, for sure, man. Second win family, like, comment, subscribe. Go tell your auntie, your go dog, tell your pet fish, go tell your, your dog, parents, go tell your god niece. Subscribe. Oh, and go get the merch. Just drop the merch. I look better than Jarvis. Black, I look way better. You know I got a cut, too. So I should be lucky I ain't take it off. I got the Dewey on because I'm Please sweet. go cop the new merch. Second uh, win family. Tune in. Out. Love Appreciate y'all. you.